What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand Janu Show. As you know, I am Brand Janu. And like always, on all podcast platforms everywhere, it is the Brand Janu Show. Uh, also, YouTube channel, Brand Janu Show. And of course, like always, social media platforms, you social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, <laughs> Facebook, Brand Janu Show. On Facebook, it's the Brand Janu Show, but you know. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck Facebook does that shit. I have no idea. Anyway, <sighs> hope you guys enjoyed this episode because tonight I am debuting a new show called I, I Bleed Sports, which I really do. I really, really do. Um, <laughs> but I get into that. But tonight I'm talking about all the sports events. Of course, this week, of course, this week is officially football week. Everything is back. Last week it was college. This week it will be college in the NFL, the NFL, by the way, starts Thursday night between the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, and, of course, the Detroit Lions, who everybody, and I mean everybody, has very, very high hopes for us. So, of course, tonight I'll be talking about some of that tonight, some of those things tonight. Uh, uh, and, by the way, tomorrow, because this episode will be out, oh, shit, but this episode will be out after we do, uh, do our show. But every Wednesday night going forward from football season. Um, so from tomorrow night to uh, the end of the year of football, you can catch me and my brother Juan on our uh, Jacks Wild NFL Pick'em. This is the damn third season, I think, we've done it. Maybe our third season on NFL Pick'ems. Um, second, third, yeah. Uh, season of doing NFL Pick'ems, but we will be back this week uh, tomorrow night on his Instagram, uh, All Sports Talk, uh, and also on his YouTube channel, Jack's Wild, uh, Jack's Wild uh, YouTube channel. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, but like I said, this is just my episode. It's just my show, and let's get into it. So, NFL is back. Clearly, what a time to be alive, man. We have been waiting for this since last since. February, January for college, February for the NFL. It's about time. It's back, man. Um, it's always a great time if you're a sports fan. Well, football is back. Uh, like I said, uh, last week was all about college football, really, and that's, that's where I'm going to start today uh, with the college football takes. And I'm going to actually start a new uh, thing called um, my higher, my higher ups versus my downfalls which is pretty much me taking teams that I've seen during the college weeks, talk about how I feel about them and where they are now and my feelings towards the polls and the rankings. Of course, teams that I feel like have a real big chance of maybe going forward and more and more. Um, and, of course, I'll give you, of course, a team a game that I like this week and a game that I will probably be very skeptical on, which is kind of like an upset, but I'm going to call it my skeptical pick of the week. So, Let's get into it. So last week, like I said, first week really officially of college football. I know they had a week zero, whatever the fuck that meant. But um, <laughs> whatever the fuck that meant. But week zero was a couple weeks ago, and this week was officially the first week of college football. And, of course, I cannot start this off without talking about it. When we talk about college football, I cannot start this off without talking about the one, the only, primetime himself, Deion Sanders, his Colorado uh, Buffaloes um, winning, beating um, TCU, uh, the runners-up of the college playoff championship game last year. <sighs> Me and my brother Juan talked about this yesterday on 
Ajax Wild uh, weekly recap show on his, like I said, on his Instagram, All Sports Talk. Here's my thing about this game. And I think a lot of people that had this game on some crazy ass high rise of TCU is just better than Colorado. I think, again, this is college football. So a lot of what you saw last year plays into what you think this season is going to be, which is why upset like this to some is crazy. But let's be real. Colorado brought in a lot of five, four, like four or five star recruits to Colorado to play with Deion, to be coached by Deion Sanders. His son was a five star recruit. Uh, Travis Hunter, like I said yesterday on the show, and like I'm going to say right here, Travis Hunter, who was the third overall best high school player the year he came out of high school, he chose Jackson State University instead of Alabama. Uh, Florida, all these other colleges, these big-ass colleges. He just chose an HBCU, which a lot of people thought was kind of crazy for him to do. So I'm not surprised, is what I'm saying. I'm not surprised that Colorado went into TCU. I thought it was kind of crazy that people had TCU beating this team by three fucking touchdowns. I'm like, did you not watch TCU last year? TCU never beat a team that fucking bad. What are you talking about? Like, you took, I think more so, it was more so the record of what Colorado was more than what TCU was. And I think it kind of just, it was a terrible decision. I don't understand it. It was stupid. I don't think people really fully understood what the game was. But anyway, Colorado beat TCU. They go into TCU and beat TCU. If you don't even notice, like the quarterback that played for TCU was actually supposed to be the starter last year, and he lost his job to the eventual starter and the guy that got them to the, the national championship game, and Max Duncan. TCU lost a lot of shit, man. They lost the best, their starting running back. They lost their best receiver. They lost their, their Heisman nominated, you know, Heisman finalist quarterback Max Duncan. They lost a lot of offensive linemen, and they lost a lot of secondary help. So for people to automatically jump out the window and scream TCU is gonna beat. Colorado by 30 by three touchdowns he should have been already committed like I don't know why the fuck people thought that Colorado winning is a massive thing but to me personally this is just the start I don't believe Colorado is just this was just a one-off game if you actually pay attention to Deion Sanders his first year in the HBC when he went to Jackson State they sucked the first year it was terrible that first year but his second year, third year, he started to win, and he actually won a swag title two times in a row as the head coach. So now that he's now in Division One, I, I don't know why people automatically assumed, like, that wasn't going to carry over, and including the fact that he had to actually build that organization, that, that, that program into what he wanted it to be. You taking a lot of players that, were, like I said, was four- and five-star recruits, but more on top, uh, on top of that, you're taking a lot of players that have won championships in the swag. And I know it's the swag and you don't really pay attention to it, but I do. And I know what it meant for a lot of those players to win swag titles. But again, you're having five and fifth star, five, five, four and five star recruits going down to a division one school, which they were already pretty much supposed to be in division one schools. And it's not surprising to me that this team couldn't actually run a table. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I know people – this game against Nebraska is the most interesting. It's the most intriguing game. And I'll tell you why. The game against Nebraska is the most intriguing because you just had the biggest – to some, was the biggest win of the season to them. TCU. You beat TCU. But what I think is this. is Nebraska is a, a good team, 
okay, bottom of my line. Nebraska is a really good defensive team. They suck on offense. They have always sucked on offense. Matt Rule doesn't change that. If you actually looked at the game last week against Minnesota, they struggled a lot in that game offensively against Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is a really good team, but you put one of Nebraska's best receivers against Travis Hunter, who's going to be covering them, I'm pretty sure Colorado can figure it out. And like I said, Nebraska is a really good defensive team, but I think Deion Sanders' son is going to make up for what maybe Colorado offensively might be lacking because he's a better quarterback than Nebraska's. And that is the thing. I think Colorado wins this game, but I also feel like this is the most interesting game because, yes, they did beat them, but they also are coming off of a game. And this is one of the games that I am the most skeptical about coming into week two. We, yeah, week two, technically, of the, of the college, play, uh, college football season. This is the most skeptical game. I am actually very skeptical about this game because Colorado could go – it's home. You just beat TCU. You are now officially in the top 25 of the polls. The polls just came out this today, and now you're in the top 25. There's a lot of things that could go wrong for you in this game if you play them the way Nebraska plays, which is let's just dominate. Let's just defensively get to them. Let's win the trenches. And if you do let them beat you in the trenches, this can be a very bad game for Colorado. So I do think Colorado does have a chance to really run the table for the next three weeks this game, the next game, and of course, I actually do believe if they get past Nebraska and they get past Colorado uh, Springs, uh, Colorado State, if they get past those two teams and they go into the USC game, three and zero, I think they beat USC. I think they could beat USC. I think they beat USC. I know it's gonna be in USC, but I think they beat USC because I think as much as people want to run out here and scream Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is only one fucking man. He does not play defense. USC is very, very, very easy to getting fucked over defensively. They cannot defend shit. Lincoln Riley has never been a great defensive guy. He does not know how to get defense right. He did that shit in a, in a, in a Big 12, and that's why always Oklahoma had Heisman Award winners, but they always fucking lost in the college playoffs because their defense just could not stop anyone. I feel the same way about the USC Trojans. If Colorado could just turn them over, they win that game and they win it easily. So, yeah. But I'm skeptical about the Nebraska-Colorado game because I just don't know with a lot of emotions going into that game. Colorado just came off of a massive win. It could go left really goddamn fast. So that's one of my skeptical games of this week. Another game that I am actually looking very forward to, I know people are going to think it's the alabama Texas game. That's like the obvious game that a lot of people are going to be looking at. But for the game that I'm looking super forward to is a game that a lot of people aren't really talking about. And I actually think it's going to be the game of the week. And that is Ole Miss versus Tulane. I think it's actually going to be the game of the week. Ole Miss is, I think, I, I didn't see where they were at ranked now in the polls and Tulane, where they're ranked now in the polls. But they're both ranked in the top 25 of the polls. Ole Miss who blew out you know, the team they played Mercer, I think they played Mercer, and they beat the living hell out of them this Saturday. And Tulane, who played also this Saturday, I'm looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking super forward to that game. I actually think it's going to be the game of the week. A lot of people are not going to talk about it because I think a lot of people just aren't going to watch it like that. But I am looking forward to that game. I am a New Orleans kid. I grew up, I used to literally go to the Tulane Hospital, child to Dr. Mosquitoes. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Ole Miss-Tulane game. I think that's going to be amazing. And plus, on top of that, they're going to be in New Orleans, which is Tulane's backyard. So if you're in New Orleans and playing them, 
I don't know if they're also going to be playing in the Caesar Superdome, which could be an interesting thing. If they do play in the Caesar Superdome, it could be even more crazy. So I do think Ole Miss versus Tulane is actually the game of the week. Another game that I'm super looking forward to, which is another game that a lot of people aren't probably talking about, Texas A&M and Miami. I think that's another game. Being in Miami, Miami's ranked Texas A&M is not Texas A&M, like I've always said about Texas A&M. They're really good at recruiting. Super, when the season starts, they really don't do shit. And that's kind of what I look at this team as. Is a, this is one of those games where you can define, you can start the season off. This is a week two game where not a lot of people are talking about it, but could be coming upset really fast. And this is one of my skeptical picks is Texas A&M beats Miami, even in Miami. I think that Texas A&M can beat Miami in Miami. Uh, but you got to watch it. I think Miami's quarterback is a little bit better than Texas A&M's, but I do think Miami can is upset, is prone to actually have an upset. And I think being at home, like I said with Colorado, being at home, coming off of a, a, a game where you kind of just – you won and you were pretty much a dominant team. I do feel like this is a very interesting situation. So I can't wait to see how that's going to play out. Those are my two games that I'm really looking forward to, my two games of the week. My one game, of course, my skeptical game is the Nebraska-Colorado game, obviously. And then my game of the week is actually Ole Miss-Tulane. The game to really watch that, look forward, look forward to, is the Miami and Texas A&M game. And the next game is, of course, the game that everybody wants to talk about, and that is the Alabama-Texas game. Now, for me personally, this is the game we're going to find out who is who. Is Alabama still this dominant team, or can or is Texas now really back in the conversation of the of a dominant team? Or is Texas back in the domination of of the of teams? My question with my my problem with this game is going to be quarterbacks. Alabama's quarterback uh, Jalen Moreau versus Texas quarterback. It's an interesting situation. It's going to be a very interesting situation. Being now, this game is in Alabama, not Texas. Or is it in Texas and not Alabama? I don't freaking know how they did this. But usually it's it's flips because last year was in Texas and now it should be in Alabama. I don't know. But um, Alabama is now third in the polls. Texas is still 11. A lot of people are saying that Texas can beat Alabama. This might be the year that Alabama is the most accessible to to the upset. I don't think Texas has enough to beat Alabama. I don't. I don't think Texas have enough to beat Alabama. I think Texas is good enough to win the Big 12. And I think the Big 12 right now, to me, the Big 12 is such an easy conference to win because you had TCU lose. Baylor's really not that great. Of course, also Baylor versus Utah this week, which I think Utah is just going to easily rock them. But Oklahoma, who also routed a team earlier this I'll beat Arkansas State um, 73 to 0. But that's like, come on, it's Arkansas State. It's not like it's Arkansas. But this game is going to be interesting. And I don't know who wins. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I think Alabama wins this game because, yes, even though Alabama has problems in the secondary with health, I still think they beat Texas. I think Texas gives them a game, but I think Alabama eventually gets back to being at like goddamn Bama. It's not going to be like some easy ass victory. And it's just, I feel like this is a, a very interesting game from the standpoint of just like last last Sunday with the Florida State LSU game. It's like if you lose, you still you still have a chance to make the college playoffs. But you gotta really run the table now. And I have more 
I have more faith in Texas running the table than Alabama running the table. If Alabama loses to Texas, I think Alabama cannot win big games this season. And the same thing with LSU. Like, I have more faith in Florida State beating us because I think LSU needed the loss, but I also feel like LSU needs to lose. They need to understand, like, yo, this is the thing. I don't know what Alabama is this season. I don't. Do I think the quarterback is good? Hell yeah. I think he could actually be a Heisman of, uh, late Heisman candidate and actually a Heisman finalist and actually win the shit this year. I think he has that ability. But is Alabama a team that can actually win these games? I don't know. And this is a game. I still think Alabama wins this game because I think Nick Saban is going to be super up for the task going up against uh, Steve Sturkeesian, his former offensive coordinator, Steve Sturkeesian. I think that, that I think they, they're super excited, super ready to go. And I am looking forward to what this game is going to be. But I do think Alabama beats t- Texas. That is my obvious pick, which I'm going to start calling that. So I think Alabama does beat Texas. It's my obvious pick. By the way, Clemson is done. Can we can we, can we finally have this conversation for a second? Devil Sweeney got lucky for two quarterbacks in his coaching career. He got Deshaun Watson, who made something out of nothing, literally, and Trevor Lawrence, who was the second best quarterback in that recruiting class of quarterbacks. He got lucky with those two. And then defensively, he was also good. But if you watched that game last night against him and Clemson and Duke, you can easily see nobody's afraid of Clemson anymore. Duke is not afraid of Clemson. Riley Leonard, who, by the way, it should be in a conversation of the top picks. Of, I know uh, I know everybody's like Caleb Williams and I know Drake Maine, but Jordan Travis and, and Riley Leonard should definitely be in the conversation of the number one picks now because I do think those two dudes are going to have phenomenal seasons. And if these two dudes play each other in the ACC championship game, I don't know which, I don't know if they're in, I don't know if Florida State is in the Atlantic and then Duke is in the in the coastal. But if they have to, if they meet up in the conference championship game, that's going to be one hell of a game, and I'm looking super forward to it. Um, of course, Drake May Drake May is going to have a little bit to say about that, but but I think Clemson is done. I think people that want to run out here. And, and I'm going to actually say this. The LSU loss wasn't as bad as the Clemson loss last night because Florida State is actually a really good team. And people knew Florida State was a really good team. And we actually knew Florida State could actually compete with LSU and beat LSU. I had same thing with TCU. It's like a lot of people kind of was like looking at Colorado and being like, the team that they were last year, can they really compete with this team? Duke was just a good team last night. They just outplayed them. They beat the living hell out of the Clemson. Clemson had two turnovers in the red zone. What the fuck have you ever heard of that? I don't think Clemson is that team anymore. I think last year they got lucky in a lot of those games. They should have lost to um, – who the hell they played? And they, Wake Forest. I mean, they played – yeah, Wake Forest late. And, and like, they should have lost to Wake Forest. Like, they had a lot of games last year they should have lost. And the games that they really did lose, you were kind of like, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. They're not good in the ACC. I think they're now the fourth, maybe fifth best team in the ACC. If you actually count Florida State, I think Florida State, I think Duke is better than North Carolina, but I think North Carolina is better than Miami, and I think Miami is better than Clemson. And that's just how I look at it. I think Florida State is the top of the ACC, and then this goes Duke, North Carolina, and then Miami, and then Clemson. 
and God forbid <laughs> if Louisville get their shit together or North Carolina State get their shit together. Clemson next year is going to have a real huge wake-up call with all these fucking teams coming into this ACC now with the, you know, uh, SMUs and the Californians and Stanfords. Clemson's going to have a real wake-up call because if the ACC stays this way and Florida State continues to build and continue to grow into something and Miami finds another, you know, quarterback and continues to build on that and Duke and North Carolina still have something there. Clemson could be on the outside looking into a lot of these fucking games. And Debo Sweeney. And by the way, Debo Sweeney could bef- definitely be leaving college, uh, Clemson at the end of this year. I could definitely see him saying, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I want to go retire or go to the NFL. I could definitely see it. But that's my college takes. Um, week two of the college, week one of the uh, college football was great. Like I said, not a lot of games that we, usually week one, you have a lot of games with a lot of big matchups, but this was kind of like quiet. Even week two is quiet a little bit with the big matchups. Like I said, Ole Miss, Tulane is my game of the week. Uh, the game I'm most skeptical about is Nebraska-Colorado. The game that everybody wants to see is the Alabama-Texas game. And, of course, the game that I am keeping my eye on the most is the Texas A&M-Miami game. I think that's going to be the game that a lot of people are going to really be like, damn, that was a really good game. Uh, and don't worry because I will be doing this all season long for college football. Anyway, let's get into it now. Football, NFL is back this Thursday, like I said. And, of course, like I always feel uh, about football, especially in the NFL, if you are defending Super Bowl champion, this is the time to fucking panic because now we really are in some shit. Kansas City has officially – well, they haven't yet, but they're going to pretty much rule out Travis Kelsey because he got a high uh, – what, well, he got a, 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 a hyperextension on his knee. They're saying his ACL is still intact, which is a great thing. I don't want to see him, you know, like that. But that's a that's a that's a bad injury to have as a fucking tight end, especially of his caliber, to have that type of you know injury, and you haven't even played yet a football game. That's a that's a scary feeling. Um, I do feel like this though. Um, Chris Jones not being there is one thing. Travis Kelsey now not being in a, on the field. Is a whole nother fucking issue. And I get people on ESPN. And I get people on Fox Sports. And I get all these other fucking people. I get everything. I get them all. I hear it. Sports, 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 sports. Media is all this shit. Great. Awesome. I do not trust Kansas City this year. I said this when me and my brother Juan did our NFL predictions. I have a Kansas City third in the division. I don't trust Kansas City this year. This is the fucking reason. As good as Patrick Mahomes is, now your number one weapon is going to pretty much be in and out of the season for most of the year. That's not good. The second thing is this, and this is what I've been saying about Kansas City. You lost Eric Bieniemy. That is a fucking problem. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't give a shit that they have Andy Reid. Eric Bieniemy is a fucking really good play caller. If you don't believe me, watch what Washington do this season and watch what Kansas City do this season. The only difference is... Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes. Washington does not. And Washington is still going to compete and have a really good offense this year. I don't trust that Kansas City's defense can hold up without Chris Jones. I don't trust it. I think after week one, if they cannot stop Detroit in this game, which I don't think they will, if Detroit continues to go back and forth up the field on them this entire game, which I think they will, 
I do not see Kansas City being a good team this year. You got Travis Kelsey that's already hurt, and now you have Chris Jones that's holding out. And your offense, because a lot of people forget, this is what I've always said about Kansas City. I don't give a shit. Patrick Mahomes loves football. He is your franchise quarterback. Your star weapon, Travis Kelsey, got injured in practice. You played Patrick Mahomes for damn near two, three preseason games. For what reason? It's because you don't know the offense. And then on top of that, you have a new offensive line coming in. It's a very dangerous situation for Kansas City this season. Is Kansas City in danger? Yes. I don't give a fuck how good Patrick Mahomes is. I've seen great quarterbacks have really fucking bad teams, and they still couldn't go fucking far. I don't give a shit how great you are. If you don't have weapons, if you don't have an offensive line, and you damn sure don't have a defense, how far you think Patrick Mahomes really could take these fucking guys? And on top of that, you are the defending Super Bowl champions. That means teams are coming at your head. They've been coming at you regardless, but now they really about to come at you. And Thursday night, you're going to see it. First and first live and in action. Color, everything is going down. Detroit is going to beat Kansas City. I've been saying this since the schedule came out. I do not trust Kansas City in this game. I didn't give a shit if they had Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey healthy in there. I just did not trust this game. Detroit is too good. The offensive line is really great. That defensive line is really good. That secondary is shaky. I do not trust that secondary, but I do trust that Detroit is actually better than what people actually don't have the mass. I think a lot of people know Detroit is good, but I don't think people really know how good Detroit could really be. And I think Thursday night we're going to see it. Get into this whole week of football action. Um, Again, like I said with college football, there's some highs, there's some lows to this. <laughs> but in this feeling is this. um, My true NFL game to me, my, my upset of the week to me personally, it's a game that I think a lot of people are paying attention to, but we kind of like, yeah, I guess yeah, it could happen, but let's, let's just see how it plays out. I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles versus New England Patriots. <laughs> I don't like that shit at all, bro. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't like that shit at all. I think Jalen Hurts, Philly, is going to be a good team this year. I don't give a shit what nobody said. But don't be surprised if they go to New England and they lose to New England. I would not be surprised. That's a hard defense out the gate to play against. That's a difficult-ass defense. Now, I have Philly winning the game, but I also feel like New England could beat Philly, and I would not be surprised if they do. The game that I do think people need to really pay attention to, and this is the game that I think everybody needs to really pay attention to, is Dallas and the Giants. I am not a Dallas fan. I will not sit, I will not sit on here and act like I am. I do think this. Week one is the most interesting game for Dallas. It's not week two. It's not week three. Week one. Because with all the hype that these teams always have, if you lose week one, the hype dies and the criticism rises. If you lose to the Giants week one, a divisional game, and then you know you got to play the Jets next fucking week after that, too? You can start 0-2. And then the the conversation of Dak Prescott, should Dak Prescott lose his job? Which, by the way, I think is the dumbest shit ever. Dak Prescott is not going to lose his job to no damn Trey Lance. That shit is the dumbest shit ever. If he didn't lose his job to Cooper Rush, who's been in the organization way longer than Trey Lance, he's not going to lose his job. 
But what I do think is this. Mike McCarthy is a very questionable situation because if the owner of the team, the general manager of the team, Jerry Jones, didn't even feel a need to actually call your ass and tell you what the fuck he was about to do to you, he clearly has already a plan in place, and that is the fact that you won't be here next year. Everybody keep talking about Dave Prescott. Let's talk about Mike McCarthy. This is the motherfucker that actually has to teach this kid how to play quarterback, how to be a part of his system just in case something happens. And the owner of the fucking team, the general manager of the team, Jerry Jones, felt like it wasn't even in his best interest to call him and talk to him about this shit. But everybody keeps talking about, well, how do you think Dak feels? I don't give a fuck how Dak feels. Dak is good. Dak is the number one quarterback. He does have. He has nothing to worry about. Why the fuck is this even a conversation? I have no idea. And it's the funniest thing about NFL media because a couple weeks ago, you motherfuckers are screaming, Trey Lance can't even beat out Brock Purdy. Fuck that. He can't even beat out Sam Darnold. Now y'all sitting up here trying to convince yourselves that Dak Prescott has got something to worry about. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> the Giants game Sunday night, if this was in Dallas, this would be a way different game. But I do think this is the most sketch, the most interesting game for me personally because the fact that we're, they're in New York, it's a Sunday night game, you don't really know what the Giants are, and you really don't know what Dallas really is. Yeah, Dallas defense should be better than the Giants defense, but I don't fucking can't. I can't fucking say that for real. I don't know that. I do think this. I think the Giants can beat Dallas. I do think the Giants can beat Dallas, and I think they can catch them off guard this first game because Dallas still has a very shaky offensive line. I don't know if Tony Pollard is even going to play in this game, and this is a very sh- – very fucking bad game to start off because you're playing against a divisional team that has really nothing to lose. Let's be real. The Giants have nothing to fucking lose. Daniel Jones could go out there and sling it if he really wants to, which he won't, but you know what I mean. Uh, but this is a very interesting situation because I don't trust this game to be some, you know, 100% bullseye game. I think it's going to be a very dangerous game for both teams. And like I said, Dallas has a chance to shit the bed week one and then shit the bed again in week two, and it could be a very interesting situation going forward. So I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, a game that I do think people need to pump their brakes on. Just pump their brakes on me. It's not the game more so a team. It's the Raiders versus the Broncos. Pump your brakes on me. The reason why I feel this way is this. I do not trust the Broncos. <laughs> I don't trust the Broncos at all. Or as my, me and my, 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 my dad and my brothers would say, the Denver Saints. Because they are literally the Denver Saints. Because they went out and found every fucking, they gave every Saints player. <laughs> Sean Payton was like, get all my Saints players. Just get them all. I am very skeptical about what Denver is this season. And what Denver will be this season. I think Russell Wilson is hitting a pivotal moment in his career. And this is the thing about this. I don't trust Denver this season at all. Oh, shit, you got Sean Payton. That offensive line is shaky still. If Javante Williams plays, then great. But if he doesn't, who's your second running back? Somebody's Piran, I think. It's... This is a very interesting game. And I think the Raiders can beat the Denver Broncos. And I think she think Denver loses to the Raiders pretty damn easily. 
I don't think the Raiders lose to the Broncos in Denver because let's be real, the Raiders haven't lost to Denver in Denver in a long fucking time. Go check the records. It's been a minute since the Raiders actually have lost to Denver in Denver. So Denver's got the better weapons. I mean, the Raiders got the better weapons. Raiders feel like if their defense can compete, then they're in that game. And I just, I feel really bad for Denver in this game. Another game I'm very very questioning. I would say questioning in this in this week. And it's a game that a lot of people probably won't question. Because it seems like it's not questionable. You pretty much feel like you know the winner. But I don't. And this is the game that I do think that people need to put their the bullseye on. And that is the Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens. I think Houston could be Baltimore. And I think they will be Baltimore, actually. I think as much as we are so ready to see if Baltimore could be this elusive offense, Will Anderson, that rookie for the Texans, I think he's coming to wreck shot. And I think he does it against the fucking Baltimore Ravens. Derek Stanley, his second season, I think he actually has a better second season. And I think Houston beats them. I think they give – I think they give – um, D'Amico Ryan's his first win out the gate. I don't think CJ Stroud. I think CJ Stroud is gonna struggle because he's a rookie. He's not no fucking three year pro. He's gonna struggle. It's Baltimore. It's Baltimore. is on the road. But I do think he makes enough throws in his game to make the Houston Texans win this game. So I do think the Texans can actually beat Baltimore in this game. Um, and here's the thing. I give you like guys a fantasy guy. Justin Jefferson is obviously my fantasy guy this week. I I got him in my uh, in FanDuel. I think he's gonna torch Tampa Bay. <laughs> I think he'll torch Tampa Bay. Um, but my dark horse guy this, this my dark horse week one fantasy guy. If y'all play fantasy out there. My dark horse fantasy guy is the one I was just talking about Detroit game. Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs is a is is somebody that a lot of people might not. You've heard the rookie. He got drafted high. A lot of people was like, what the fuck are you doing? I think Jameer Gibbs, and I actually think Jameer Gibbs is going to have a better rookie season than B. John Robinson. He's bigger. He's quicker. He's faster. I know a lot of people don't know that, but B. John Robinson is fast, but he's not as particularly gifted like that. And Jameer Gibbs is big, and he's strong, and he can take those hits. I don't think B. John Robinson can. And so I think Jameer Gibbs – is going to have an amazing game Thursday night. So if you have Jameer Gibbs, I would actually start him. I would actually start him against Kansas City. No Chris Jones in the middle of that, that line, which means he's going to be running up the middle all night. On top of that, I don't think they have a linebacker that's fast enough to stay with him in that secondary if he gets past him. So Jameer Gibbs is my dark horse fantasy guy, and the, and the obvious choice is Justin Jefferson against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you got Justin Jefferson, start him. You're going to start him regardless, but start I think he's going to have the best game of the fantasy football week. So, Justin Jefferson. Um, Let's get into it. Before I get out of here, I should say. For baseball, because I do sports, man. So, the pennant races are starting to wind down in baseball. Pennant races. And there's a couple of divisions still off of grabs. AL West still off of grabs. Um, 
I think Seattle holds the lead, but I think Houston, they own the, they own the lead by literally a percentage point over the Houston Astros. And right behind them is the Texas Rangers. And Houston and Texas are playing in a series this week. We shall see. Houston won last night. I don't know who's winning the game right now. Um, see on the Mariners. What do I think of this? I think that um, I think Houston's going to win the division. I do. Not because I live here in Houston, but I feel like Houston has the most um, veteran-made team. They know what this means already. They know how much this matters. And I think if they do get in the way, if they do get the division, them being a what two seed going into the AL playoffs is very damn interesting. Because if they are two seed going into the playoffs, knowing they might have to play against either Seattle or Texas, but the two seed would have to play, I think, against the maybe the seven seed, maybe? Oh, no, six seed. So yeah, so you yeah, so you play against maybe because they had like three wild card teams and three divisional winners. So wait, yeah, wait, there's four divisional winners because you got the AL Central, AL West, AL East. That was right, three divisional winners. I'm not tripping. The fuck am I tripping on? So yeah, it'd be yeah. So. At the end of the day, the Astros, I feel like the Astros will win the division. I do. I think the Astros are going to win the division. Like I said, the World Series bound. They know how to play in these games. They know what it means already late in the season. They're starting to beat Texas. If they beat Texas outright, they sweep them this this offseason, this, this week. Seattle has no chance of winning the division to me personally. Um, but then you look at the, this whole situation. Tampa Bay is going to be the first wild card. That's obvious. Like, obviously. Uh, Tampa's gonna get the number one seed. Uh, or is it Baltimore? Baltimore's gonna get the number one seed. Tampa Bay is the first wild card, and then you got the two wild AL West teams and the three AL West teams who's just fighting out for it. And also you got some teams in the back of them. Tampa Bay Blue Jays is one of them, by the way. And I think if Tampa Bay somehow some way ends up in a wild card position and they get into this, they can make some noise. But I don't think they are the most dangerous now. Like if you're Seattle, if you're Texas, or if you're Houston. And you end up in the last wild card spot. That's a way different conversation. And I do think this: the easiest team to kind of like obviously say this is kind of like an obvious win. The AL Central is so interesting because the we don't we still talk about the uh, the Cleveland Guardians a lot. Cleveland is still a really good fucking baseball team. I don't know what they're gonna do when they get in the playoffs. But they can still make some noise. And you still got, like I said, Baltimore. You still got Tampa. And then those three uh, West teams. So it's an interesting situation, to say the least. When it goes to the NL, I'm a huge Cubs fan. We are at the – we got the two seed right now in the wild card position. Uh, I wish we could catch the Brewers. I hope we catch the Brewers. We got a couple of games against them coming up still. Um, I know we're playing the Giants right now. We beat them last night. I don't think we – I think last time I saw it, we were down 2-0. Um, but I think we have a good team, man. I think the Cubs could really make some noise if they get in the playoffs. Excuse me. But I don't know how much of that team is going to physically be up for the challenge of that. Cody Bellinger is the only one that's won a championship. So I don't know how much of that team is going to. And I know we still got uh, Hendricks also on there. But it's going to be an interesting situation, man. 
all in all, man, baseball is running down, and I do feel like right now, to me personally, the playoffs are going to be the most interesting playoffs of this year because that playoffs is going to be fucking interesting because, like I said, the Air West situation is very interesting because if you lose, not only – you might not only get three teams in, but you might get two. And that might be the most interesting thing because now it's not just about trying to just win a division. You're trying to keep a playoff spot right now. And if you're the Texas Rangers, Astros, and the Mariners – that's all the fuck you care about. It's like trying to just get a – yeah, a division, but also keeping the playoff spot. So it's very interesting. At the end of the day, I think the NL pin it, AL pin it is going to be interesting. The Braves are uh, Braves are better than the Dodgers. I mean, people that, that don't understand that, you just don't know. The Braves are way better than the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just a team that like to really spend a lot of money. But the Braves are a built team. Like they are actually a team that got drafted, bought in. That is a team that is ready. And I feel like the Braves, they won a championship a couple of years ago against the Astros. I think they can go back to the pennant. I think they go back to the World Series. And I actually think they can win it this year. So I would not be surprised if the Braves win the World Series this year. I really would not be surprised. Because I think, to me personally, they got the NL MVP. So, Robert Cunha. So, I think that happens. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. I bleed sports. Next week, I'll be back during week uh, – week uh two of the college football talk about the week one nfl schedule talk about more of the pennant race and we're getting closer and closer to the big fight between canelo alvarez and uh jamar charlo so i'll be trying to get into that a little bit so until then man and also congratulations to the coco golf making it to i think she did make it to the uh the u.s women's open i think or maybe she's like got one more game to go before she makes it to the u.s women's opening uh so i think she plays I think she played today. I think she plays not tomorrow, but the next day. So, yeah, because I think the U.S. Women Open final is, is Saturday, and today is Tuesday. So, she probably plays Thursday So uh, to get there. So, hopefully she gets there. She, I think she's in the semifinals, and uh, hopefully she wins. But until then, I am Brian Janu. This has been I Bleed Sports. Hope you guys enjoy this. Peace.